You know, I've always talked to, well, over the years, many different psychic mediums. I've had my own experience, which I think are, I think we all have that ability that are, you know, we can tap into things. And if you just learn to listen to that a little bit, maybe you can, and some people are just born more aware, it seems, or some people say they have the gift and they're just more, and I think it's a choice. I mean, that's my own personal belief. So Brittany Fierro is with me today. She's a psychic medium. And she's out of Saugerties, New York. Where is Saugerties located, Brittany? Saugerties is, um, I want to say, like 45 minutes south of Albany. Okay. And how are you doing, by the way? Welcome aboard. Thank you. I'm doing good. And you have been a psychic. I was reading your bio, and this is something that you knew at what age did you start sensing and seeing things and feeling things? I was nine years old when I saw my first ghost. I was like paranoid. I got off the bus with my cousin and all of a sudden I turned, you know, the corner to go up my driveway and I seen like this little boy from like the 1800s just staring at me kind of like in a a pose down on his knees. And I tapped my cousin and I was like, do you see what I see? And he was like, what are you talking about? So, like, nine years old, I freaked out. I was like, you don't see what I see. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I ran up the stairs, I looked out the window, and the the whole ghost shifted his body as if he knew I was running up the stairs and looked at me, and I just kind of, like, screamed. <laughs> now, thinking back to that and, and how far you've come, it's just, I just thought of this question, because a lot of times they'll come to people that they know can see them. Do you think that he was trying to get some help from you, or do you think that maybe he was just trying to get somebody to see him? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that maybe he had a you know, question or something. You're right, like he needed help, or like, hey, I know you can see me type of thing. But that was like my very first, uh, experience. But then when I was 11, I realized I was a psychic. I just knew things like that other people wouldn't. And I, I kept this a secret for many years until I was 25. And I'm now 31. So I've, you know, grown and everything. It's just, it's a lot to hold all this information in when I get messages all day. You know, and, and the thing is, I've talked to many people that, and some of these people are good friends of mine that got their first coming out, if you will, on this podcast and or on the radio, we we, do, we would have people. And they were always very leery because, let's face it, you're going to be judged. You felt that way as well? Yes, I did feel like I was going to be judged. And so a lot of people will not say, not only will they not say what they see, but then if they do a reading, do you ever feel this way, Brittany? You do a reading for somebody, and you're so worried that maybe it's not going to be accurate that you're kind of afraid. You'll get, you'll get a message, and you'll go, is this for real? Am I really supposed to say this? Do you get, ever get that, Brittany? Oh, yes. I get it all the time sometimes. But like after the training I've been doing for all the years that I've been doing, um, I'm kind of used to it. Like I live it. You know, I eat, sleep, breathe it. It's 24-7. <laughs> And so some people will get this ability and they'll be afraid of it and they'll back away. And then others will realize that this truly was maybe meant to help others. Do you feel that way? 
Yes, I do. And nothing wrong with people if they choose to walk away from it because, you know, I think we always have a choice. Do you believe that, like, we choose these things before we come here? Yes, I do. Like, um, when I first found out and stuff was keeping it a secret, you know, being that young, you don't really know what you're doing, you know. So I kind of always questioned it. And then as, you know, time went on, after college and all that stuff, I was like, no, this is for real. I'm definitely gifted. Mm-hmm. And then some people, again, well, you know, I know people that see spirits, and it's kind of like if you can see spirits, that's kind of like telling you, well, maybe you got some other gifts that you can help people with. But a lot of people say, I don't want to see those spirits anymore, <laughs> and they'll just kind of leave it be. And I understand that uh, because, you know, our, our journey is, is really up to us, so I respect everybody's journey. So what is your goal, Brittany? What do you like? What do you see yourself doing? Um. So my goal is obviously to help other people and heal them and also for people like I I say I major in relationships, a lot of relationships and love and I don't do anything with legal. Um, I keep that out of my contract and I also don't um, tell people when they're dying. As scary as that sounds, I had two visions in my past and one of them um, being my son's father who passed away and, you know, he kind of promoted me in doing this. Um, mm. so, you know, my message is to help and heal and to help with people, uh, if they're having trouble in their relationships or maybe career wise. Right. So I see this on your bio and it asks, uh, what's the difference between a psychic and a medium? What is the difference? So a psychic is somebody who can tell your past, present, and future. Now, the only thing is, with my ability, I don't use any tools. If you look up a lot of uh, psychic mediums, even if they're not famous, you'll see they'll use some type of a tool. Um, have you heard of tarot cards? Oh, yeah. Do you know about tarot cards? Tarot cards, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people will use cards or use some type of something, jewelry, keys, crystals, you know, they always have something. Yes. A whole bunch of crystals, a whole bunch of things, but I use nothing. I just look at you and I tell you about your life. It's like extremely creepy in my eyes sometimes, (laughs) but it's pretty cool at the same time. (laughs) You know, Um, I think with all those things that you're talking about, I think as people develop their skills, just my experience of seeing this, my own experience, um, it's like they're there to kind of guide you to get to the next step. But ultimately, when you truly believe and know it, and kind of you have to expand that third eye, then you don't need maybe all these other things. So maybe your th- third eye is just a little more open and you don't need to use tarot cards and whatever else, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, with the third eye and the sixth sense and all that stuff. I'm extremely sensitive. And, you know, so the psychic is past, present, future. Um, and a medium is someone who just can talk to a loved one who crossed over. Um, and sometimes people will ask with readings. Um, well, I don't usually get this, but a lot of people will be like, I want, you know, a medium reading. I want to connect with my father or something. So it takes a lot of energy to connect. Um, but I usually, when someone comes in, I give them an option. Do you want to ask me questions? Do you want to have me just 
um, I have my own method. It's called letters, names, and numbers. So I call it LNN. All I do is when I look at somebody is I'll tell them, you know, all about me for about 10 minutes, and then I'll ask them to be quiet for about two, and I'll just jot down with a pen and paper as fast as I can with what I receive. So I usually will get numbers, letters, names, stuff like that, and then from the beginning of the reading to the end, it will make sense to them, and then mediumship will usually cross over during my method. So you will start talking to the spirit. Do you feel like you're channeling them? Because, I mean, mediumship and channeling is very similar, isn't it? Yes, it is. Channeling and mediumship is uh, very similar. So in a way, you're kind of channeling whoever it is that's, that's you're hearing their thoughts or is coming through your brain. Yes. Okay. And do you, do, uh, do you channel outside of... I know there are people that will channel certain energies like Gaia you ever do anything like that no I just um I don't do anything with like um your AOR your aura or anything like that I just um a loved one will just come to me okay. with a, it's called like for what I do it's called uh like your energy yeah. so I, I classify myself as like a energy uh, um energy psychic an energy psychic medium where you know, I just get your energy that you present me. Now, something that's very cool and very rare is that um, every day, which a lot of people don't know this, but every day, even if you wake up, you do the same routine, every single day you have a different type of energy that will come off of you. Every single day you're going to have a different energy, even if it's the same routine you're saying. Yes, you'll get different energy every single day. And does that have to do with the attitude that you have that day? I'm not sure for, like, client-wise, um, but for me-wise, I wouldn't say it has to do with any attitude or anything. It's just, like, what the spirits will come forth with saying. Okay. I see what you're saying. I guess I was looking at it as, you know, like one day I'll wake up and my aura and my energy is really good because I think I'm feeling really good and I'm light and I'm filled with joy. And then the minute I start removing myself from that, which is easy to do in this world, then maybe the aura is a little murky, <laughs> a little more murky. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And it can affect all of us, I think, even people. I find also people that are psychics and mediums and channelers, a lot of times when they start out, they can't, they can't separate the energy. So they have a tough time um, stepping away from it, and it affects them emotionally. Does that affect you in any way, or have you moved on past that? Sometimes it does. Okay. Um, I would say I've moved past it, you know, majority of the time, but sometimes I do, as professional as I am and as much as I do this daily, I do sometimes feel stuck. Or I'll get cross-communication, I call it, hmm. um, about, like, how, say, one person will tell me something. We'll say, like, my son's father will tell me something, but then my grandpa will tell me the other, and I'll get cross-communication and not know what they're saying. Hmm. So it can be a little confusing even for you. Do you feel like you're... At yeah. The, the more you do this, Brittany, do you feel like you, you continue to get better at it? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's what I've noticed, too, with people that I've, you know, that I first get them on my show or friends of mine. And then after they've started believing and it doesn't it kind of support that, you know, not only do we have to open up our third eye, but 
the more we be just believe, because everything is based on belief. Doesn't that have a lot to do with it? Oh, yes. Absolutely. If you have to believe, I always say this, you have to believe in order to receive. So yeah. I used to deal with a lot of skeptics, and I used to be, like, nervous about them, and now it's, like, nothing to me. You know, I just, I have respect. And I'll just say, you know, I'll talk about what I do. And I, I can tell if they're not interested without my abilities. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just move on and I'll say, you know, it's not something I'm forcing you to listen to or something I'm forcing you to do. I respect that you don't believe in this. And then I move on. Right now, I am being held down and Brittany is forcing me to do this interview. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> See, I like to do it with a little bit of humor, too, because it's like, you know, in this world, I see us, you know, taking ourselves too seriously, a lot of people. So uh, I try not to ever take myself too seriously. I respect the people I have on as guests, but I'm glad when they got a little bit of sense of humor, too, and they can roll with things. Because I think that's what, do you think in some way that's what the universe is, that there's this joy and this love and laughter? How would you define that? Yes, I do think so. Um, I think having humor with something is better, like a personality. Like, I feel like you need to have a personality. If you don't have a personality, then it's kind of like, you know, you're, it's, it's neutral. I don't want to say it's boring, but you can never tell, you know, how that person is if you don't really have a personality. Do you agree with me? I guess what I'm saying is, is to me, now you've talked to people on the other side, but I've had my parents come back from the other side mm -hmm. and visit me very clearly. And there was this pure joy, this wave of love that went through me. And it was joy, and yet there was a little humor. And to me, this is the sign of what we truly are in our highest aspect. That's my point about what I'm getting to is that I feel we are beings of pure joy, pure, we have that we laugh a lot because this place is all serious, but there are other places where it's not. And I think also we're just pure love. And by love, I mean just this incredible compassion and empathy and just joy. And that's, I guess, what I was hinting around, Brittany, to that kind of thing. Do you feel that or sense that? Because you've talked to beings on the other side. Yes. So understanding what you're saying now, I do. Like with certain things that I've been accomplishing in the last week, I've been extremely busy with my campaign and very busy with my personal life you know and it's hard with my son's father being deceased he died four months after i gave birth in 2012 it's been very hard um but i do feel the love and the joy and the happiness that i've, I've been actually feeling it more intense and it makes me think you know his name is steven it makes me think that steve is happy with what i'm doing that's cool that's really cool. Now, what do you think, you've talked to people that have crossed over. What do you think happens to us once we pass away? Um, I think, you know, once we pass away, that I don't think there's any negativity. I don't think there's such thing as that. Like, you can't get mad. Does that make sense? Like, you're right. always happy. Right, because you return to what you truly are. You return to a state of mm -hmm. everything that... From what I understand of things, Brittany, uh, is that we chose to be separate from our creator by coming here. This was a journey we wanted to take, and it's the joy of reconnecting with that. So you don't know what separation is like until you have the absence of whatever it is you are. 
So we choose to be on this journey and we choose separation and we choose to have all this drama <laughs> when we come here when in reality it's not like that in the next place and eventually maybe the earth will return to that but this is a big kind of a big illusion of what we really are not yes i 100 percent agree with everything you're saying do you believe since you've talked to many probably many different how many guests would you guesstimate how many different beings on the other side any idea that I have talked to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, a couple thousand. Okay. A lot. I guess I'm asking that question is because do you feel, here's kind of you know what I also subscribe to, that there are different levels of consciousness that when we pass away, we kind of go to, I think we do, all of us go to a place that's filled with love, but there are different levels, people call it Jacob's Ladder, whatever you want to call it, uh, that there are different levels of higher consciousness that exist. Do you ever f sense that when you've talked to the many different people that are crossed over? Yes. Interesting. So some of us, you know, there's theories that I'm guessing, obviously you believe in reincarnation, that we come back here more than once. Yes, I believe in that um, as well. And I also know that um, when you die, obviously our souls don't die, but what can happen is it's kind of like um, with, uh, we call it, connect, connecting, like um, with a mediumship, souls can jump into other people's bodies. It's okay. called stepping into their personal space. So the souls, like when you're connecting with them, they're jumping into your body, kind of like we saw in the movie Ghost, right? Yes, exactly. They can do that. They... Um, when you get yourself at a high meditative level for what you do, like such as myself, I've experienced it with my son's father. I, you know, last week I was noticing I wasn't doing things that I would do. And then that's when I found out that when I talked to him, he was helping me by being in my body. And I Googled all about it. I was so in, like intrigued about it, but it's true. Souls can mm -hmm. jump into your body and live your life. I think it can happen to any of us, too, even if you're not psychic. Um, you know, I look at, like, here's an experience that I had, Brittany. Not exactly similar to yours, but I believe this is so true. It's like we can raise our vibrations up, and love energy is going to come around us. There are beings that are filled with love and light supporting us. And then we can lower our vibrations down and dark energies can manipulate us and make us do things we normally wouldn't do. And I don't think they're good or bad. You know, it's part of the journey, and it's part of where they're at. So we can put a label on it, or we can just say, this is what it is. And I don't like to put labels on anything. So years ago, when I was in my 20s, I would like to drink a little bit of beer once in a while. And we were going down to a Milwaukee Brewer game, and I remember... You know, we, I, I should say I especially had several beers and more than I should have. And I know when we do certain things, it lowers our vibration. Alcohol, drugs, prescription medications, I believe, have that effect. And it opens the door for other things to influence us. And this is why people say, well, I don't know what I did. I don't, I don't recall doing that. It's like something took over. And I say, yes, something did because you allowed it. So after 
before we even went into the stadium, I was blasted. And <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I'm glad I went through it. It's like I was watching myself and some other being had taken over and I was belligerent and obnoxious and looking for a fight. And I, that's not me. And I was like watching this whole thing play out like something had taken over. Do you believe that's possible? Yes, I had experiences myself. It's like called the dark cloud. Okay. And it's a uh, ne- negative energy that will surround you. And no matter what you do when you try to escape it, eventually you can escape it, but it can take, you know, time. It took me three months. Really? I was terrible. Yeah. I was, no matter what I did, I just felt this presence of like a terrible spirit around me that was like influencing me in what you're saying. So the same could be said about people with depression, you know, or people that are in a certain state of mind. It's really an energy that comes around you and, uh, and hangs around you and then just keeps feeding off that as long as you keep feeding into it. Absolutely. Interesting. So now we look at, and I'm moving in many directions here, Brittany, but uh, the cool thing about that whole story was I realized I'm never going to put myself in that state again where something will have. I just find when you when you take drink a lot of alcohol, and there's not against having a beer or two. I like to do that, but or do drugs or even medications. It seems like it lowers your vibration. There was a friend of mine who's Native American, and his girlfriend was an alcoholic, and he was a recovering alcoholic. And he said, boy, she gets so mean when she drinks. And I said, well, she's probably got some dark energy in her. And he said, really? I said, yeah, I think so. And so one night she passed out and he carried her to bed and he looked at her and he says, dark energy, I know you're in there. You leave her alone because I love her. And she opened her mouth while she's passed out and said, you're too late. I already have control. That was kind of a freaky story. Oh, wow. But I believe it's true, and we have a choice, and it's not like these things. Do you think these things, they don't have any control over our soul, just our physical bodies. Would you agree with that, Brittany? Yes, I do. So we have the, and do you believe that light is the most powerful force, love or light is the most powerful force? Nothing in the universe really can touch it. Exactly. So we see ourselves as these weak beings, when in reality, we haven't been taught. What can we do to bring more light in? What would be you suggest, Brittany? To bring more light in is to always have like a positive attitude, even if they, um, well, if someone had passed and you know that you were really connected with them, yes, it's going to hurt you, but don't go down the path of like, you know, drinking, drugs, or anything that's going to numb you and only be temporarily, you should keep a positive aspect and and think of, you know, the positive side of it. Maybe something worse would have happened to that person if they continue to live. You know, I believe when people die that it's destined. I believe like when you're born, your life is written out for you, even when you're a baby. And, you know, people die. My son's father died at 22, and, you know, he was sick. But I didn't know that, you know. So it's just um, I believe that if you are positive, you're happy, even if you're hurting inside, it will bring more love and light. So fill in your heart, and I look at it this way too, uh, 
how do I go from being depressed or upset or because we're going to have things that happen. And I just, you know, I fill my heart with thoughts of what truly makes me happy, what truly the things I truly appreciate. So if I ever get into that frame of mind where it's starting to pull me down, I focus back, whatever we put our focus on, on things that I purely feel love towards, which me is nature, my wife, my family, people around me. Um, that's what always kind of snaps me back towards it. I think nature to me too. I don't know where you live exactly in, in the town you're in. Is it a very big town, not too far from Albany? Um, no, well, it's not too far from Albany, but it's, um, it's a village and a town. So the area I live on, I live on a quiet road. Um, I do have neighbors next to me and stuff, but it's not directly in the village. Do you feel like there is some powerful energies out in nature? Absolutely. Do you feel that people can connect more and reconnect if they want to tap into psychic abilities? Would you recommend them to go to like quiet places or out in nature and get connected? Yep, I would. Uh, as scary as it sounds, I call my happy place the grave because <laughs> of what I do. But I rec- I recommend people go to the grave, go to where a loved one passed, okay. and you'll be able to build, you know, your happiness and be able to connect on a spiritual level, even if you're not a psychic medium. Everybody has it in them. Everybody, right? Everybody has that ability in them. Oh yeah, we're born as psychics. It's just who can tap into it and who doesn't. Like, and who chooses not to. And you think that, again, like it's a choice. Some of us came, my, maybe, you know, may, my job to come here was to be a person who uh, informs others. Because I look at every type of paranormal thing there is and unusual. And that's what my podcast is about. And I've had my own psychic things. But I'm more intrigued by uncovering things that I think that have been deliberately hidden or just forgotten. Bringing out the truth on the way we used to be as beings. And that intrigues me. And so maybe that's what my journey, what I signed up for. And then in yours, you said, you know, I'm going to help people and I'm going to be have the abilities. I'm going to open up my third eye. I think, every, does everybody make a choice on that, you think? Yes, I do. I believe everybody makes a choice. And why do we make these choices? What is your answer to that? Um. Well... For me, doing what I do, some days I love my job, some days I hate my job. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'll be like, I hate my job, I wish I never did this, but then I don't stop and think how far spirit got me when there wasn't a physical body to help me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's part of my book. I've been doing a lot of spiritual journeys by myself. I, I, school, I, I um, excluded myself from the public to be able to connect with spirit daily and live this journey. Now, what is the um, n- name of your book coming out? If I can do it, why can't you? Wow, that's nice. And this is to teach people that everybody is capable of doing this. Yes, to teach people um, that, you know, we can use our psychic ability, our third eye, our mediumship, if we choose to. Um, And then also it talks about my life, how I grew up, how I lost my son's father. Um, I did have a past addiction. I've been in recovery for two years. Um, so that's why I chose the title, If I Can Do It, Why Can't You? Because when somebody's labeled as a drug addict or anything like that, they usually either pass, they keep relapsing, um, or something like that. In my case, I've relapsed 
multiple times when I've tried to come clean. Um, but I've been sober for two years now and I've been staying strong with, um, not relapsing. And, um, that's why I do, that's why I chose the title to promote people who may be labeled as drug addicts and, um, that they can pick up their life from where they left off with their career. They may be a little delayed like myself, but that doesn't mean they can't do it. Well, and I also, I, I truly believe this, Brittany, and I'm guessing maybe you see it this as well. The words and the thoughts we use are powerful, and they create the world we live in. And so if you call yourself a drug, drug addict, or if you label, there's a friend of mine that's a healer down in Florida. He's an amazing healer. And mm-hmm. he says, when somebody gets cancer, we don't even talk about that. We don't want to give it a name because... When you start believing that you have it, then it becomes more real and you die quicker or you maybe don't recover. So I guess my point on this is that maybe not using the labels is really a good thing, you know, getting rid of the labels. Yeah, no, I agree with being labeled, but you know how cruel this world is. And if they know you or they know of you and they know your past, it's kind of like, I'm trying to go down a celebrity a celebrity fame line. So people will look at me like, wow, she turned her whole life around and now she can do this. Like that's, you know, it's jealousy and stuff like that. I don't want to say it's being mean, but I've dealt with some crucial things when I was getting sober. Right. And, and so maybe, I definitely agree with the labeling. And well, then on top of that too, when, when I, from my perspective, Brittany, after talking to you is that, you chose to have this so-called addiction so you could overcome mm-hmm. it, so you could be one of the, maybe the first people to write about and tie it into a psychic thing. Do you feel that way as well? I do. Okay, cool. I certainly wasn't trying to offend you. I thought, well, she's either going to hate me or <laughs> she's going to be able to see what I'm no, doing. No, you're not offending you're not offending me. I'm proud. I'm always proud. That's why I classify myself like rare. I'm very proud of what I've done. Like, I mean, that may sound terrible. I'm proud to not be upset of what I did in my past. It made me who I am today. Right. There's so many great lessons I find in that as well is that, you know, we, first of all, we take what other people say to us way too seriously and we need to let those words roll off. And I'm guilty of this too. Uh, but I keep getting this lesson thrown in my face because I know the universe is trying to nudge me a little further. And so I learned to not take what other people say to heart because words only have power if we allow them. And then two, what you did is that you overcame this label and uh, how people perceived you and how you perceived you and you had the power to tap into something greater and become something that you know you truly are. Am I right on that? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's amazing. 100%. You're definitely right. And that's what inspires people when, when you go through something like this, and I believe you deliberately chose that, but how else would you be able to relate if you didn't go through it, right? So we see some of these people that exactly. su- suffer the greatest things on the planet, and we think, oh, this is horrible. And my detached energy goes, well, (laughs) I don't want to sound like I don't care, but it's like 
they kind of chose that, and it's part of their lesson. They're, everybody's here to learn, and we kind of have to at times step back and be detached in a way. Do you feel that way, Brittany? Absolutely. Okay. Boy, I'm hitting a lot I of home. I It's chosen. I'm hitting a lot of home runs with you because you're going, yes, 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 that's good, good, good. It's like instead of, TJ, you don't have a clue. Yeah, because I don't, I don't get offended. No, that's cool. But I mean, we, I don't get offended with anything. No, but I'm just saying that we both, uh, you know, it's amazing how many people I've talked to that are psychics and mediums, and they all have come into it in their own way. But yet they all see what I call is the higher truth. That's what I kind of probe around here for. And why I say these things, because you, this wasn't given to you, was it? You didn't just wake up and go, oh, or you didn't go to a school that said, well, you know, the things we're talking about, these are things you know, right? Absolutely. And so to me, that's an example of a higher truth, that when you know it in your being, you just know it. And it's like you're tapping into something. So none of these metaphysical people that I've interviewed for over a dozen years, we all didn't go to the new age school of this and that. We all, people just, they came to this conclusion because they tapped into the higher truth. And once you do that, you just, you kind of know it. Now I was going to ask you, unless there's more you want to say right now, Brittany, is there anything else you want to go on? No, I'm good. Well, since you're a psychic medium, and when I've had people on before, uh, not that I feel I need a reading. I'm very comfortable with who I am and where I'm going and what I am. But if there's something you want to share with me from a loved one, if they're coming through, if you feel like doing that, you don't have to. But I want people to see what you can do. So people will go to your website, which we'll get to in just a moment, and people will pick up your book. Is that something you feel like doing, Brittany? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So when you say you look in the past, do you look in the past lives at all? Um, so I don't have to physically see you in person. I don't have to see a picture of you. I can talk to you just like this, um, and I'll pick up energy. Okay. Um, I'll start channeling, or it will just come to me. Um, like, for an example, I was here in July, and, like, uh, number seven, does July or the number seven relate to you, such as death dates, anniversaries? Um, what would be significant to you for the month of July? The month of July. Huh. I'd have to sit and think about that a bit. And the number seven? Yeah, like seven. Um, so a death date, birthday, it can be any month. You know, or I'm, it could be number of... You know, i got to go home and ask my wife because she's the one that's good with the dates. I'm horrible. She'll say, hey, you remember when so-and-so died? It was on this date. And I'll go, was it? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I get a lot of clients that... I'll get a lot of clients that will be like, no, this doesn't make sense. No, this doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, after the reading's done, an hour after, they'll inbox me and go, I understand what that means now. Yeah, absolutely. And my experience with that, because I've been to psychic mediums, a lot of times spirit doesn't want you to get the answer right now. They want you to go and validate it so that then you believe they really were with you. Do you ever feel that way, Brittany? Yes. They will want you to go. A good example is like somebody, uh, I was at one of my first psychic mediums several years ago, and he told me about my father. 
and my father having a broken leg. And I said, I don't remember that. And I had been living in Mississippi at the time. And I went and talked to my brother, and my brother said, yeah, he broke his leg. You weren't here. You don't remember. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I know my dad was telling me things, telling him things, that I just, he wanted me to go and double check because, ta-da, you'll remember it a lot better. So the number is 7 in July. I'm going to have to think about that um, and talk to my wife a little bit and see if that rings true to her with somebody that might have passed yeah, I don't think my yeah because it will be connected with the energy that you're giving me. So if it's not directed to you 100, percent it's going to be directed to something in your family. So it could like okay. involve your wife. Okay. Maybe she did something in July or something very significant for her in that month. Okay, that's interesting. So you kind of come up with the dates and the months and things like that. Colors? Do you ever see colors or? Yeah, sometimes I'll see colors, like uh, I saw the color orange and yellow um, as I'm talking with you. And then I picked something up as a grandparent. Do you have um, a grandfather or um, a great-grandfather, somebody you were close to in your younger years? You know, I don't have that, but now that you bring that up, I have a grandfather on my mother's side, who I never met. He died the year I was born, and he was in Germany. And some friends of mine have told me that he's around me. So it's funny that you bring this this up. And a good friend of mine who's a psychic said, a psychic medium said, she told me his initials, H-A. And I said, well, I don't even remember, no, because my mom is no longer around. And I never met him, and I forgot what it was. So I had to call my brother. And again, here's validation. They want you to go find it. And so instead of getting, she could have gotten his name, you know, this psychic friend of mine. But yeah. instead she got the initials. So H-A, his name was Hans Adam. So she nailed it. And now that you say that there's a grandfather type, I'm guessing maybe it's Hans. Can you ask if that's him? Do you have a way of communicating? Oh, it, w it would be. It would be him. Um, also, like like you said, you were a baby and he died. Um, you do not have to actually physically know the person for them to be around you. He would be one of your guardian angels. Right. I certainly, For me to pick it up right away off of you. I certainly believe that. And do you feel like sometimes like grandparents choose that role? It's like it skips a generation? Yes. That's interesting, because I've noticed that. I've never really asked that question of anybody, but it seems like the same was said about my dad. He passed away, and um, but I was told by a psychic medium that he was around my son. So instead of being around his own son, <laughs> he, he hangs around. But I'm not offended by that. I understand how things work, you know. There's a lot of things going on. We have to let go of these labels. This is my parent. Well, they are this time around, but... Maybe in another time, they might have been your cousin or not even connected to you. So I'm willing to let go of all yeah. of that. Um, that's interesting that you picked that up. And I wonder if, if that, since you're talking about July and the number seven, I wonder if that's connected to Hans in any way. Hmm. It could be. Um, do you have that would be able to validate that for you since you were a baby? 
I there might be some records I can look up. I can check with maybe my brother or somebody and see if there's any connection to that. But it's something I certainly will remember and keep doing, uh, keep looking into. You know, every time I go to a reading that I've had, I always bring a recorder. And I recommend other people to do this too because you're going to forget, right? You're going to forget everything you're told. Oh, yeah. And so in a way, record what's being said because there's a good chance you might misinterpret it or forget it. Now, the color orange and yellow, what do you think that pertains to? How do you see orange? What Do you have a feeling like what orange is? It would be bright, like something bright, like how you were talking about love and how you try to, um, you know, you think of things positive and you always believe it's like with love and everything. I believe it's connected with love because yellow and orange is like the sun. So there's always love. You know, up in so the universe, saying, that's probably why I say orange and um, yellow. So you're saying that my energy, it's not a bad thing. I shouldn't worry about it. No, I don't, <laughs> feel, I don't feel or sense anything negative or any dark forces or anything around you. I feel like you're a very positive person um, and very like nego- negotiable. Um, we all have tempers. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, stubbornness. But I feel like you have a big part of you is joy. Absolutely. I hear joy. Like you're very Absolutely. happy. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's just so much healthier for you. And it also is who we're meant to be. And I think the more we connect with who we are, the easier it is to be that way. The, it's like remembering what we really are. And for me, like I say, I go out in nature and I'm just happy as a lark or I go home and I live out in the country I work in a town about 15,000 people and I drive home about 20 minutes and the minute I get in my yard and it's not way out in the woods it's just off the highway a bit but it's totally in nature and I just everything melts away I might have things going on that day but it's like <laughs> it's just a great yeah feeling. that's like how I relate it to the grave and you like for what I do, I feel like the grave is my happy place. So not too many people are going to say that, by the way, Brittany. I love going to the graveyard. I know. <laughs> that is a great place. You know, I feel really energetic, too, when I go through graveyards, and I'm sure I'm picking up on the energies that are there. But the spirits really don't hang around. Do they still hang around in the graveyard? No. I mean, they don't. Like, I, when I go and I visit my son's father, he laughs at me. You know, he'll be like, I don't know why you always go there. I'm always with you. I shadow you. I've been following you ever since you started your book. Like, he'll just stand back and laugh at me. That's interesting. And and you know what? And there was a time when people would have judged you, or maybe they still do, but I'm glad that you're at a place where you can say, you know what? This is what I am. We all need to become, every one of these things that's going on, whether it's the uh, gay rights, uh yeah. All those things that are going on in our world are teaching us to love others without conditions. Everything, treating animals better, treating kids better, women, all these movements that we're seeing, in my opinion, are trying to open the door. Do you feel like we are going in a direction where there's a great awakening coming? Yes. And what do you think is going on? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, 
Well, I guess particular person or particular people or Well, here's what I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard this as well or if you feel this. I really feel it in my heart, but I could be wrong. But we in two thousand twelve, you know, it was prophesized, supposedly people thought the earth was gonna end or but really the Mayans and these other ancient cultures were saying, no, it's the beginning of the age of enlightenment. So we've been in the dark for a long, long time. And this has been allowed because truly the earth was not set up. Gaia was not set up to be that way. But we now are entering into a time of great awakening. And this is going to continue and it may continue rapidly. And many of us are more psychic now. Uh, compared to what we used to be just a short while ago. Things seem to be speeding up. There's more, there's just more things going on, I think, that are waking up the masses because we've really been lied to or things have been withheld from us. And do you feel that there is a movement with that going on? Yeah. Okay. You've, have you never really it, given it much thought? Have you heard about that before, like this mass awakening coming up? I've heard like um, different people say certain things like that, but I guess I haven't really researched it myself because I haven't like if it's something like the world's gonna end or anything like that. I just feel like it's more gossip or or uh, I don't want to say drama. Right. I feel like people just need something to talk about. Right. You know. Right, and certainly that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I guess, something I believe for a long time, and I feel it in my heart. And I've been able to prove it, I think, somewhat on my show by talking to different people and channeling different energies that we've talked to, that there certainly was like in the beginning, we all came here and this was a very good place. And then over time, darker energy was kind of allowed to control things. And we wanted to experience that. And now we're moving back towards love. And the earth is moving back towards that. And so... This is those that have been controlling for a long time are going to be leaving and they'll go somewhere else. Not like they're going to be destroyed, but, you know, they'll be of service somewhere else in the universe. Do you ever feel anything like that? I do. And I think it's like based on different people, like I've experienced, like I said, myself, dark forces, uh, I'm in a positive force now, and I have been since October 5th of this year. And before that, I had a terrible, terrible, terrible year of trying to reach goals. I would give up, um, stuff like that. So I believe, like, negative forces and um, dark forces, and I believe they travel to, like, your attitude and right. how you're feeling. And, right. then, and then they move on. So, like, the dark force that was over me is probably, like, you know, they've moved on. Okay, I give up. She's way not following my path anymore. That's how I feel like it works with dark forces. Now, when you say these dark forces, what are these? Are these just beings that have chosen not to be of the light, or are they just beings that are, you know, the same as you and Yeah, it's people who haven't... Nope, it's people who um, are, like, negative. People who, um, I don't want to say murder, like murder, like... like um, how can I explain it? I feel like it's... Do you hmm, feel... Let me ask you this. One. That's okay. No, that's fine. I understand what you're saying. Do you feel that these, even these energies will eventually find their way home? Yes. Yes. 
I guess I understand what you're saying now. Like when they attach to certain people, because I believe spirits, negative spirits, um, that may not be an angel, a demon, or anything like that. I don't really know much about the dark side because I I stay positive. But with what I went through, um, I do believe they will eventually find their their peace. That's cool. Now, if I asked you to pick up something for other people, is that something you'd be willing to do? Because there's have a, I got these two friends who've been bugging me, and they said, "TJ, next time you do this, include us." Well, they both had to work, and so I yeah, don't. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't have their full names, <laughs> but maybe you can pick up something. There's a guy by the name of Rainy. And okay. I don't know if you can tap into him, but he's from this area. And I don't know through my energy if you can get anything. What's your area again? We live in uh, Upper Michigan. We're north of Green Bay by about a hundred miles. We're right on Lake Michigan. Okay. Um. Did he have like some, tra- like some major trauma in his life? growing up I know he's had some major trauma I don't know like um how could I say it like um I I classify there's uh different abuses mental abuse emotional abuse physical abuse sexual abuse so I guess what I'm getting at is did he have a lot of mental abuse in his life that he would hold in and be depressed I feel like he was uh depressed at a certain time Wow, I don't have the answer to that. I know he's had s- several issues. I guess I'll ask him that in private and uh, go from there. But I appreciate you looking into that. And the other person that I wanted to ask you on, her name is Laura. And I don't, for the, these are people I run into through my work relations. And, and they work at a furniture store. And I go down and I do these live broadcasts every couple of weeks or every once a month. And they always say, oh, I'm so intrigued, blah, blah, blah. TJ, you got to, I start telling them about all the stuff I do, you know. And so they, they, I said, you know what? If I ever have something, I'll I'll try to look something up for you. So this next person's name is Laura, and she works at a place called E&E Furniture, and it's in Escanaba, Michigan. So is there anything you can pick up for that? Um, let me say, Laura. Is she married, divorced, or remarried? She is married. Okay, she's never been divorced. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. See how deep I'll go into things. I also feel like she was, uh, I don't, I feel like she, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not trauma. Um, manipulation. Like she's controlled. I feel like she's being controlled with something. Do you know about her relationship, even though it's private? Like, do you know if she suffers um, certain things that maybe she'll tell you and then, you know, she's like, be quiet about it or, you know, if I'll get in trouble. Does she say anything like that? I can't uh, recall, but I think what you're hitting on, I think there is a form of control, but maybe not to, you know, I think in every relationship we have, there is a chance that all of us are probably being manipulated a little bit, don't you think, at all, Brittany? You know? No, I agree. I agree. In my past relationships, when I think about it, um, my last one was four years, and I, you know, I was very—I had a lot of mental abuse in it. But previous ones before that, when you 
really love somebody and you really care about them. I used to think like when you love somebody, it had to be over a period of time. Um, and this guy was 20 years older than me. He he was uh, 50 years old, and I didn't care. I don't care about age, you know, nothing about that. And uh, then I met somebody else this past. It's been a year now, and uh, things went really fast and went downhill, basically like a twin flame. I don't know if you know much about right. that. I, I've only met one. He's the only one I met. Um, and it really changed my life, and I fell in love with him within 17 days. So um, I don't know if, like, love, like, I don't define love anymore as years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is the connection between somebody. Like, he wasn't controlling, nothing like that, but I feel like um, there was a type of control because we really cared about each other with our, you know, how the energy is connected. So we're, you're right. Everybody's a little bit controlled. You're protective you know, over your loved ones. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's rare for, we'd really have to be walking in the highest vibration to not kind of want something, a little bit something back. Even if you're a very generous person, uh, and I feel like my wife and I have that a lot, but, you know, there's, if she decided to go on a shooting spree, I don't think I'd be hanging with her. Unconditional love would say, oh, but you should love this soul. Yeah, but I could also choose not to be with him at that point. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. So we, basically, you know, I think the goal is unconditional love and everything that's moving us towards that. And then, you know, but we all probably have some conditions at this point where we wouldn't be here, where we would have moved on from this place by now. Do you feel that, um, and thank you very much. I'm going to pass those things on to Laura and Rainey. Maybe they'll feel something out of that. Um do you feel that we are evolving, coming here to evolve, and then we're moving on to something better over our li- different like lifetimes? Mean, like many lifetimes that we live. Yeah. So we're yeah, kind of we're, we're working our way up this ladder to a higher state of consciousness. Now, you had mentioned to me about twin flames, and this is a subject that I'm very familiar with because I believe I met my twin. But it is the most powerful love. I think on the planet and this is a, Oh, I agree. And there are strange things that happen when you meet. Did you have that happen to you? Yeah. That's the last guy that I dated. And because of him, I haven't dated in a year. I want nothing to do with the public. I was very connected with him and, you know, we believe things went too fast. And I think that's when our subconscious mind can't control it. You know, like when you hang out with somebody nowadays, it's different than 10 years ago. You go to talk to somebody, oh, you're cute, you're this, you're that. They're just, you know, they want to jump in the bed. Previous 10 yeah. years ago, it would never be like that. So with me, I'm very old-fashioned. I always say I wish I was born in 1980 or something. Like that kind of stuff is not um, attractive to me. So, I'll, you know, I turn a lot of people down due to that because it's like where's your respect level? Right. You know, I think I'm a very old soul sometimes when I think about my life. Right, I think so that... So that last relationship really damaged me. You know, it damaged me really hard. So this and, person um, that was a twin flame damaged you, you're saying? Yeah. Like, he damaged me in a way, like, I'll always care about him. I, you know, I worry about him, and it's hard because of my ability. And he's not in a good state of mind right now. His uh, mother just passed in um, September... And uh, his dad died when he was 15. He's 34. Um, So, you know, he 
turned back down the road of drugs and stuff like that. So it's affected me in a way where when he was with me, he was sober. Mm. And now that we're not together, he chose the other road mm. of, you know, trouble, basically. So I want to say he damaged me in a way like where it's not his fault I can't move on, but it just shows how much love I had for him. No. What is your definition of a twin flame? Because there's probably a lot of different twin soul, twin flame, and then people. Somebody talk about... who's basically a. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. Um, so my like like I said, I don't major in these type of things, but because I came across it, I you know I did some research myself, and a twin flame is somebody who's identical to you. Um, the opposite sex usually is what it is, and it's a mirror image of you. It's somebody who has the same personality, does the same stuff. Um, it's literally your twin. So they're your twin now or are they your twin forever? I think, I believe he's my twin forever. When I Google twin flames, it's very rare. Like you said, you met your twin flame? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it happened after 2012, yeah. which I thought was the great awakening and it was just a weird how it all played out. And then there were many psychic connections. And then numbers. I saw the numbers 333 and 1111. And I read on a website that twin flames will see these numbers. And then also that you'll have this psychic connection. And a lot of people, it will be such a powerful connection that they won't be able to be in each other's presence. Now, we never were together. But... There was just this instant connection that I felt with this person, and this person felt it as well. And um, it's still, I think, it's still there, even though we haven't talked in quite a long time. Um, but, I, you know, I think the reasons that it's happening now is because what I read is that, and I believe this, we are coming into this time of awakening, and the love of a twin flame is what the love of the world needs in order to move it forward past the darkness. We need to bring as much love to the planet as possible. And also that a twin flame, from our beginning existence, we are beings of energy. And when we choose to be physical beings, we split into two. And one is male and one is female. Does that, is that something you ever heard of or is that something that rings true to you? Like the a twin flame, like you said, um, your twin flame is a female, right? Right, and but but I'm saying at our core, we're both. And when we were created, we were both. And so, when we choose to become in a physical body, we split into mm -hmm. two. And this is why they're so much like you. They're basically you. That's because they are your other half. Yes. And anybody that's been through it will just say, it's intense, man. It's intense. It's very intense. Um, like, we don't speak at this time, but we, um, so I met him. I actually just passed our one year of when I met him. So I met him online through Facebook. Um, so long story short, I was hiding from the, the world. Again, this is when I was living um, with a lot of darkness around me. But I was like, all right, you know, Stevens tell me it's time to start your career, Brittany. Don't keep putting it off. So I was hiding from the world, and everybody knew 
that, you know, all of a sudden I blew up on Facebook overnight when I got rid of that guy I was with for four years. Um, it's just like it was magic. All of a sudden I have thousands of people in my, in or, sorry, hundreds of people in my inbox and like I have um, 1,231 people wanting to be my friend and I was hiding. So I opened up my inbox and I saw this guy in there and I just clicked on it. I opened it up and I believe something drew me to him and uh, I started talking to him or whatever. So December 1st was a year. We actually broke up um, February, 22nd, February 22nd of this year. And um, then we went five months without no talking, no speaking. I saw him over July this past summer on the 22nd. It was exactly five months. And um, I talked to him briefly when his mom passed. And uh, like I said, he's not in the right state of mind. But he, what I found weird was I confronted him. He sent me flowers on my birthday and said that he'll always love me. My birthday was in October. So I'm wondering why he doesn't want to talk to me and stuff. But that's where the twin flame comes into connection. It's a very powerful, powerful um, feeling. Absolutely, and I and I think the reason, and I could be wrong on all of what I believe, but I believe it is because it's really your other half, the other half of you. If you split yeah. it to two, then you're just recognizing yeah. it. And usually, they say twins will stay behind. One will stay behind to support the other. And the reason more people are experiencing it now is because, like I said. We are in a time in the dawning of the new age of Aquarius, if you want to call it that, where we are here to make a difference, to bring love to the world. That's the way I feel it. Not that I always live that way, Brittany, but I try to. But um, many of us have signed up for this, whether you're psychic, medium, or somebody like me, or sensitive or intuitive. We've signed up to be here at this point in our history to change and help bring in this dawning of this new age, I think, of love and enlightenment, which has been kept from us for a long time. That's where I feel I'm going. I don't know if you feel that in any way, but in a way you must because you're you're part of this, right? Yes, yep. So it's cool that I talk to somebody else that maybe feels like they're connected to a twin flame. I hear this. I've had many people now tell me this. And 10 years ago, nobody would probably talk about this, you know, because they wouldn't have known what it was. Oh, no, absolutely. So That's what I mean. Like coming out is a lot easier nowadays than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And people are more accepting. And, and it's they've been the people that have been breaking down the barriers for many years on these things. Uh, and it opens the door for people like you to break down more barriers and get people to see things. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you, should they just go to your website? Yeah, they can go to my website. Um, or you can find me easily on Facebook as well if you just type in my name or if you type up Upstate New York um, Psychic Medium. I'll pop right up. Um, and I also tell people just to put my name on Google. You'll get all my information with all my pages on it, and it's got my number on it. So Brittany Fierro, and it's F-I-E-R-O, if people want to find out. do you? How much do you charge? Can I ask you that? Does that bother you if I ask you how much you charge for no, reading? It yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. So because I've been doing it for a while, my prices are a little different. And again, you know, because of my accuracy. Um, I do four sessions. 
35 minutes is 75. And again, this is online or in person. Um, so I do it all. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. 35, or sorry. 35 minutes, 75. 45 minutes, 110. Okay. One hour, one, one hour is 145, and an hour and a half is 160. That's cool. Well, good for you. You know, people, there's a lot of people too, and I don't know if you ever felt that, that when I, you know, I've worked with people just as they were st- kind of starting out, some of the, my friends, and they would charge very little. And they ca- they said that their um, angels and other beings around them would say, you got to charge more money than this. Come on. <laughs> you're, you're entitled to make, uh, to be abundant. And so their their soul guides and their angels would say, if you charge more money, people are going to take you seriously. So I think, you know, whatever people put a value on, that's fine. You know, absolutely fine. I had a lady recently just pay me $400. She goes, you're way more worth than that for everything she, re- for everything she read about me. And I, $400, I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. And... uh she wanted just an hour session, so I gave her two extra sessions because of the amount of money she gave me. Well, that's pretty cool. You were willing to meet her halfway or go beyond that to, to make it fair. And I think that's what the universe is all yeah. about. It's really about, you know, whatever good intentions we put out come back to us. And if we put out intentions that aren't always of the highest level, manipulating or uh, doing things, then there's going to be a thing called karma. Do you believe in that as well? Oh, yeah, I believe in good and bad. And so we always have an opportunity, and that's the same way I am too, Brittany. It's like if somebody wants me to do them, they hire me to do something for them, I'm going to go above and beyond as much as I can to make sure that they're happy with whatever it is that they want me to do. I'm not going to usually, you know, when I was a teenager, I was pretty lazy. (laughs) I might have not done quite as good a job. But uh, as I became an adult, you know, the work ethic, you know, I've always had a kind of a hard work ethic. It's really been nice talking to you. I could ask you so many more questions. Maybe we can do this again. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed my time, too. It was very nice. And like how you said, the Twin Flame, it's nice. To, I haven't talked to anybody else about Twin Flame, so it's nice to know you've met one, too. I've talked to a lot of people, Brittany, and I've done some reading and research on it, and that's the conclusion I come to. Matter of fact, I even, do you ever feel like you connect with animals and they give you signs? Do you ever feel that way? I do. So, like, I'm not really an animal reader, but certain animals, like when I walk into a house at a friend's or whatever, animals will run up to me and smell me, and then, like, you can tell attitudes different because they know um, you have an ability. Animals and, you know, younger souls and all that can pick it up. Yeah, um, But, yeah, I do believe animals have something to do with it. So I'm a big believer because I've had this happen so many times that animals – not every time you see one, but if they're doing something unusual, will give you a sign. Um, and it can each animal can stand for different things. There's a book called Animals Speak, and it kind of relates to what each animal stands for. And it can be several things. But I remember after you know I had known my twin flame, and um, I wanted to just I thought, how could anybody have such an impact on me like this? And um, I wanted to know for sure. So I asked God, the universe, and I said, if this truly is my twin flame, would you show me an eagle or would you show me a bear? 
and out where I live, both of those exist. I don't see them very often. It's not like they show up every day. If they showed up every day, then I wouldn't be asking an accurate question. So I said, if it's an eagle, yes, if the answer, if it's an eagle, or no, if it's a bear. And I forgot all about it. And I was driving home on a Friday after work. And then the next day, I was leaving to go somewhere else in the opposite direction, heading west. And right as I got into the passing lane, just outside my home, an eagle not only just flew by me, it flew right over the top of my truck. And I thought, mm, that's a pretty good chance considering the 333 and the 1111, which I would constantly see when I was around this person. So to me, it was just more evidence that this is real. This is for sure. And that I think these, that there are such a thing as twin flames. And what's the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate? Well, I know I wanted to add before quickly was twin flame. It says, if you Google it, it will say to be careful if you date them. Um, but if, you know, because dating them, I guess, can be um, on and off. And maybe that's what me and this other person mm -hmm. are going through. Right. But also, there's somebody who will forever be in your life right. some way or somehow. Right. Because they're so, well, they're connected to um, Yes. So, and a soulmate, I mean, I do believe that a soulmate can be a twin flame as well. Okay. See, what I've heard about soulmates, and uh, because there's a difference between them, but some people say there isn't. Um, but when I, what I understand of creation is that when we were created, we were created in groups. And the number is like 12 or multiples of 12, 144, whatever. And um, so we were created in these groups so that we could go through and experience different things together and have familiarity. So when we came to earth, for example, there might've been 144 within our soul family. And th these people will help us on our journey and we will help them. And sometimes they might be your wife or your husband or your cousin or your neighbor or your child or whatever just somebody you feel really close to because they were created along with you when we came from this being that created all of us in a group so that we could go forward and experience things and it would make it a little easier and more fun to have this connection and so me the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame is that a soulmate is a group of beings that i have been with for since I started this journey and they've started it. And the twin flame is the one that was me. <laughs> That's basically an extension of me. But everybody's got a different definition of things, but maybe it's something to think about a little bit because I know there are people you feel like yeah. a soul. There's people you feel like a soulmate connection, but it's not the same as a twin flame connection. Yeah. You're right. Now that well, you have me thinking. You're right. This guy I grew up with, um, I've known him for 15 years, and he's been in my life uh, for quite some time. Um, he recently got in trouble um, and is put away. Um, he's in prison. And um, it's not something he would have done. It was something with drugs, but it's not something he would have done. Um, so it really impacted my life. This was recent, November 13th of this year. But um, I recently seen him after not seeing him for a year and 20 days. Now, his dad is dead. 
um, his dad's been dead for almost two years, but his dad was letting me know, like, hey, Brittany, you're about to lose your best friend. But I believe that that's my soulmate. And then my twin flame, who I have a different connection for, is not the same I do for the other person. He just had me really thinking about that. Cool. You know, I sense that maybe <laughs> that I, cool. I should bring this up and maybe I'm being guided to do so too. Because uh, we're all being guided, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And so I thought, well... Every day we're being guided. So I think she's either... Brittany's either going to re reject this, which is totally fine. I don't care if you believe me or not. And uh, But I'm going to share what I thought I've learned about this subject. And maybe it gives you some insight, just like some of the things you told me today gave me some insight. We're all kind of here to help each other along. So if you want to... What is the name of your book again, please, if you don't mind? Um, if I can, if I can do it, why can't you? Now, is there a deadline when this book might be coming out? I did. I do want to publish it in 2020. Um, like, like I said, my son's father, he's been gone for seven years. Um, we connect every day. He wants me to have it, um, in January. He, and I want to do it in February. So it's going to be in the beginning of, um, 2020. So I would say between January and March at the latest. So he actually, on the other side, is trying to tell you when to publish this book. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's on this journey with me. He's been on this journey with me um, since I caught him, oh, I should say. Because, like I, I said, the whole, soul, yeah, the whole soul thing, I was doing things so differently. And I'm like, this isn't me. And, again, I didn't know anything about it until he, you know, I found out. And he stepped into my personal bubble to help me, to guide me to, to do everything. So... Um, we talk, it's, it's crazy. It takes so much energy out of me in a day, but he does. He tells me what to do and he's a big part of my life, even though he's dead. Well, yeah. And now he probably has the ability to see things more clearer. Would you agree with that, Brittany? And from that position. Absolutely. So maybe you should listen to him. <laughs> I am. He's like, it's funny because like I was in a store yesterday and like I said, he's been in my body. If you, when I'm done, when you're done with this podcast, I want you to just Google how um, souls jump into bodies right. and um, see like how it happens and can it be permanent? It's, they call it a possession. It's like he possessed me, but it's not. Like I don't think of it as a possession. Right. It's a terrible word on what they say. No. Um, and it can be temporarily or it can be permanently. So it's like I can live with two souls. For the right. rest of my life. This is what, you know, if people... Um, but anyways, I was... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, really, go ahead. <laughs> I was in the store yesterday, and I was picking up... Um, I was getting a printer. He wanted me to get a printer, and I was going to order it offline. He's like, no, go get it. You need it, you know, for your campaign. So I did, and then I was picking up um, dividers, and he knows I've been worried about money and stuff like that, and he keeps telling me, don't worry about money. I wish you could understand me. Don't worry about money. And again, he's not physically here, so he doesn't um, feel what, I, what I'm doing, or feel, how I want to say. He's not physically here, so it's hard for him to get, get, get some messages to me. So I went to go get the folder or whatever, and the price was like 7 bucks, and I usually get them for 2 So I felt him arguing with me, with our souls, clashing back and forth, like, no, I want this, no, I want this one. It was pretty cool, but I came home and I started laughing. <laughs> And I think, you know, and when you talked about these things that are possess us, because nothing really possesses your soul, 
that is a free being by itself and nothing has dominion over that. We're all equal. So nobody, I know we've been taught with like our biblical teaching that, you know, your soul could be damned. I don't believe that for a second because the one that's going to damn us is no higher up than we are. So we all are divine beings and we've been given this incredible freedom to allow to be that. And, but what I do see is that, you know, there's terms called walk-ins and a walk-in is somebody that actually leaves their body. And I've talked to people that are walk-ins. We've had them on my show and they uh, will actually step out of their body and say, I don't want this anymore. And they will allow another being that wants to finish up in that body. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a possession. And then there are people that have multiple personalities. And I'd say there was, those are people that are just open to allowing all these different things. To um, Now, if you're a little more advanced like you are, you can work with it and deal with it, and it's not going to affect you. But if you're the average person, people say, well, this person had multiple personalities. Well, yes, they did because they didn't understand how to control these things that were coming around them. And these things maybe were at times had more power and manipulation. But I don't want to scare anybody. I just don't believe for any second that nothing was ever created to hurt us. We are all powerful beings. If we focus on love and light and if we know how to use it, nothing can hurt us in any way. Exactly. So that's my two cents on, on multiple personalities. I'm glad you brought that up because I think if we understood that better, you know, these people we put away in jail and we say they're nuts. And I say, no, they're being influenced. Either it's part of their journey to create an incident that takes lives or they have had other beings around them manipulating and these beings might be some pretty dark energies that are, have manipulated them to do some things that they normally, a being of love would never do. Yeah, that's what hurt me about uh, my friend who, like I said, 15 years of friendship and he's in prison right now. That's not something he would do. Right. You know, ever since his dad died, he got really involved with drugs and um it, it bothered me when I saw him, but when I thought about it and I talked to his dad, it was his dad saying, listen, I know you guys weren't talking for a year, you know, a year, a little over a year, but um, he's going to be put away, you know, for what he did. So he wanted me to see him before I wouldn't see him for a while. And believe it or not, I know where he's, where he's at in prison, not from him, from his dad. So part of my book is like I said, I isolated the world and I have spirit that's guiding me. Um, so when people say the dead is dead, there's no such thing as spirit. It kind of blows my mind because I wouldn't be where I am today or anything like that if it wasn't for them. Absolutely. So that's like a big part of my book too. That sounds like a very interesting book. Maybe we'll get, maybe we can get you back on with me when you release the book, if you're interested and we yeah, can, I'd love to. And we can talk more, and you can tell me about your journey, and maybe tell me more about your twin Absolutely. flame, what you discovered, you know, after now you start going, well, wait a second here. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah, you had me really questioning it, because these two people, like, I knew one was going to be my soulmate in life, and I think that's the one that's in prison, 
And then the twin flame is like, it's just, it can be a soulmate. So it's like so overpowering when you have me here thinking of this stuff. Like I'm visioning into stuff. It's crazy. I mean, it's a good thing, but I didn't think of it the way you made, uh, you mentioned it. You know, it just rings true in my heart, and I guess it's different for everybody. But after a while, you know, I sit on things, and I resonate on them, and I dwell on them, and I meditate them. And I'm not that I'm not going to change my opinion or things, because I want to be open-minded all the time. And But, you know, you kind of just feel what feels right. You ever feel that way? It's like, yeah, that just feels right to me, that this is the truth. And maybe... Yeah. Maybe five years from now, I'll discover something else and we'll become more enlightened, all of us, and we'll go, no, remember back five years ago how dumb we were? It's like, boy, we were close-minded. Yeah. You know, because... Unlike the guy that got put... Go ahead. No, I was going to... What were you going to say? Unlike the guy what? Oh, the guy that I was saying that recently got put away and it put a lot of heart... You know, a lot of... It's still talking about it. I stutter. It put a lot of um, sadness in my heart. One of our conversations, he didn't really talk much, but when we started talking again, it was, you know, a couple words here and there on text message, but he first said, you know, how are things and all that, and I said, good. Asked him about his, he's like, better in person if we talk, and then he said in a, a text that really drew my attention is, we have an amazing connection, and mm -hmm. it had me sit there and just think, and mm -hmm. he asked if I still loved him and all this kind of stuff, and wow. like, we never physically dated it was right. our connection that we would have all these years that's cool that's really cool sounds like a twin flame to me but yeah i don't know for sure you're the psychic yeah you have me really uh gonna hang up here and like go into these two people <laughs> well Brittany, it's really nice to meet you uh and you're from saugerties new york and again, Brittany, yeah. Brittany Fierro, if you want to check her out on Facebook, she has a website as well. I checked that out. So that you'll be able to contact her, get a reading, whatever you want to do, and her book's going to come out. Thank you so much. Yes, you're very welcome.